Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Gold Standard Podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Sats Guerrera. It is Thursday. He is Levin Black. Levin, this is our last show together before we both get on planes and fly to Sin City for Super Bowl 58. Yeah, it's been uh, kind of a wild... God, it's only been four days. Uh, it feels like it's been two weeks. Oh my God. Yes. Like I'm, you're getting the, the panicked texts from me. Like, so here's, I, I'm deal. pretty used to that. Here's the deal jerk. I have gone to radio row many times in my yeah. career, but I have never had to set up and deal with all yeah. the technical aspects of being on radio row. I just would show up and book guests and be ready to talk if necessary. Well, now I got to get all the equipment, figure out all the equipment we need. What equipment do I not have? I forgot we're going to need a third microphone because we're going to actually have another person to talk to on the show. So I had to order a third microphone and now I've got to pay for fast shipping because <laughs> it's too late. I'm leaving in three days. It's It's been a whirlwind since Sunday. Yeah, I didn't uh, realize that. You, so basically you have a soundboard that was gifted to you. And that soundboard does not work with my Blue Yeti mic. So that's part of the dilemma. Right. So there's that whole aspect. Well, shout out to Javi Vega, by the way, who gave me the soundboard when he stopped doing pods. I did not realize how critical that would be. Um, but so, yeah, I got to pack up all this stuff. And then 
and by the way, we'll get to uh, Kyle Shanahan in, in one minute because I do think that he deserves some flowers. I wrote something for our website, Gold Standard Niners, about that today. So we'll get to that. Um, but then there's the whole aspect of the fact that you and I have never, ever, ever met in person. We've never even been in the same state. And now we're going to be. Nah, we've been in the same state. You went to the Poconos last year. We were okay. Well, I did not even know that you were in the same state at that point, but um, but now we're gonna be living together for a week. Yeah, I would say bosom buddies, but uh, we don't have to dress up like that to get in the door. Luckily, <laughs> if you know that show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, there'll be a feeling out period. I'm sure. I just I don't hope- know what you're like at night. Once you're like you're done for the day, you're back in the the room like. What's your demeanor? What's my demeanor? Here's the best part. I get to the room first because you're not getting until Monday and I'm getting in on Sunday. So I get the claim of which bed I want. I get to set the temperature. I get to claim closet space. Like I'm, I'm going to do everything. It's going to be fantastic. So first off, which bed do you prefer closer to the like door or closer to the window? Closer to the door. Good. Away from the window. I get, I'm very cold all the time. You're going to say, you're going to walk in that room and complain that it's too hot. So I want oh, away from the window. I might have to buy a fan because I sleep with a fan to begin with. Oh boy. And I don't have that when I travel. So I tend to like turn it down a degree or two so that I can survive and not to just be sweating the whole time. But no, I prefer uh, closer. I, I want further from the door. It's kind of like a, I don't know. It's like an inherent male safety thing same way when i go in a restaurant i don't even think about it i always i will not sit with my back to the door so you're saying if there's an attack you want me to get killed first well no i want more time to prep myself you know what i mean i want time to get out of bed and the time that you get would be when i was getting maimed and or that's gonna be like one second (laughs) yeah that's true i mean like we've confirmed some things not only are you skinny but you're shorter but I'm so handsome. That's got to count for something. Yeah, you, you look like a uh, toy cowboy. Yeah, shut up. All right. Shout out to Jesus, by the way, new YouTube channel member. We appreciate you. If you want to become a YouTube channel, it's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis, membership badges, priority comment response. Jaden, yeah. Shout out to you as well. I wrote some of these comments. No, I'm Before not. Before we get into that, people are theorizing what I used to do. Levin looks like ex-law enforcement. Yeah. Am I an ex-mobster? <laughs> oh, boy. What mob would you be a part of? I don't know. You're the Italian one. I resent that comment. Just because I'm Italian doesn't mean I'm in the mafia. No, but that's in America. That's the stereotypical mafia. There are other mafias, but Italians are the ones that are put up in movies and TV shows. Actually, I'm watching season four of. And Fargo. you do live like northeast coast, where well, this is not Jersey, I guess. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was a pretty famous section of the mafia in Chicago. Just you know, that, that is yes, yeah. Anyway, all right, let's true. get to some actual 49ers talk here because the Niners are in the Super Bowl. It's an amazing thing. I have been re-watching highlights of the game over and over again. I'm watching all the behind-the-scenes content. That's like one of the coolest things yeah. about getting to the Super Bowl now. There's so much focus and attention and coverage of the 49ers. We're hearing and seeing all this really cool stuff that we would never have the opportunity to see if they hadn't advanced this far. I, I just told my wife yesterday, you know, we were driving because uh, I was having to do some shopping so that 
I can outclass you uh, in Vegas. And it dawned on me, I was like, wait, at some point in the next like week or two, we get the show that like recaps our season. And that's like one of the benefits of making the Super Bowl. They make those recaps of both teams, tell the story of their season. And you always get like a little bit more info in that. It's like, I'm going to have that to watch at some point. Well, yes. And if they win, you get that America's game, which is yeah. like so good. That's where they really give you the juicy stuff. By the way, B Mills 1987 says we should do a Super Bowl roundtable with Levin, Michelle and Vish. Uh, it's going to be a little crazy next week because we've got we've already got some guests lined up. Uh, Matt Barrows is going to come by, I think, during our normal pod on Thursday. Mike Golick Jr. is going to come by. What's that? Keeping secrets from me? Look, I sent you the guest grid, man. It's not my fault you don't check it. Oh, I, I checked it last night. So that barrel thing, you must have added either late last night or. It's changing all the time. What can I tell you? Uh, Sal Palantonio, I think, is going to come by on Monday, although I think that's before you get there. So uh, I'll have to handle that one by myself. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking. able to handle that. Yeah, be good? I think I'll be able sure? to. Sal's covered like every Super Bowl for the yeah, past that been a cool one. As long as it's not like Steve Young or Alex Smith. Those are the two. Right. Like I would be mad if I missed other ones I can deal with Steve Young, because that's like the guy that got me into the 49ers and Alex Smith, because for 10 years, I've wanted to ask him if he remembers my drunken meeting him. He doesn't remember you. It's different. It's not just like I walked into him on the street. He was there with his son at two o'clock in the morning, the night before the Super Bowl in New Orleans. That's a pretty memorable thing. I might be the only person that bugged him. And it was me walking out a bar uh, with some friends. And he's over there talking to our friend who happened to own the bar. And I go, holy f- it's Alex Smith. And he looked up at me with like dread. He's scared because he's holding like, it was probably like a two or three year old son in his arms. And it was just like, oh, I'm an idiot. And I'm drunk. But at that time, <sighs> it's a does- unique thing. I just, I'm just curious because it well, was I- like a full on, like, it was like he had deer in the headlights. He was ready to run. I am trying, so I'll let you know. Yeah, um, I'm wearing his jersey today just to claim ownership because this is like the Alex Smith Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> it's the Alex Smith Revenge Bowl, I feel like. Either way, he, yeah. he well, although he sort of already had that in 2019. Anyway. It's Alex Smith, Joe Montana Bowl. Like. Right, yeah, that's true. But Joe was on the R stage, right? Yeah. He was on in San Francisco. He wasn't in Baltimore. Yeah, there's for- no allegiance issues with Joe. Absolutely not. Let's get to some Kyle Shanahan stuff here. He's in the Super Bowl. I wrote, like I said, for our website, goldstandardniners.com. Kyle deserves major, major, major flowers for what has happened with the 49ers this year. And I don't think that people are appreciating it. And especially if he loses, I feel like he's going to get slaughtered. And so I felt like we just needed to take a minute and appreciate what we have here. I mean, the man's been the coach of the team for seven years. They've gone to the NFC Championship four times in that seven years. He's got eight playoff wins, two Super Bowl appearances with two different quarterbacks, Levin. Do you know, first of all, how many quarterbacks in the, or excuse me, how many head coaches in the history of football have gone to multiple Super Bowls? Has just gone to multiple Super Bowls? Just appeared in multiple Super as head coaches. I would have to count it up. I'm not going to do that, so I'll just guesstimate. Probably, I'll go nine. 26 coaches have gone to multiple Super Bowls. Yes. I guess I was thinking winners in my head. 5% of all 
NFL head coaches that there have ever been have gone to multiple Super Bowls. Just 5%. And Kyle Shanahan is in that 5%. Now, how many head coaches do you think have gone to multiple Super Bowls with two different quarterbacks? I will say seven. 13. So half of them. Third, yes, half of the quarterback, half of the head coaches that have gone to multiple Super Bowls have gone with multiple mm-hmm. quarterbacks. That is higher than I would have thought. Two and a half percent of all head coaches in NFL history. Now, my final question: How many head coaches have gone to multiple Super Bowls with multiple quarterbacks, where one of those f-ing quarterbacks is Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh one. Well, I was just thinking about Bill Belichick. Right. I guess technically Garoppolo would have never played. He yeah. would have been on roster, but didn't. Okay. Like, think about that. He has gone to two Super Bowls with two different quarterbacks, one of which is Jimmy Garoppolo, one of which is a seventh-round draft pick who was the last pick of the draft. That's yeah. pretty freaking amazing. We've talked about it. This is legacy. This is a team that should be remembered. But if they lose, they won't be, at least not for any good reason. If they lose this game, the only possible legacy the team, the players will have is being one of the best teams to never win a Super Bowl. And Kyle Shanahan, like, he will have cemented his status as the new Marv Levy. And the only way he would ever be able to change that is with multiple Super Bowls. Because even like Peyton Manning, he won the one Super Bowl. People were still talking about how he chokes in the playoffs and doesn't play well in the playoffs until he won the second one. And then that's kind of gone away because he won a second one. So Kyle Shanahan will kind of enter that spot as a coach of you can't get it done. You're really good, but you you can't win the big one. Or the coach I think he'll get compared to is not Marv Levy. I think it's Andy Reid, especially having lost Certainly. to Reid twice. Yeah. Um, Reid is the version of Kyle Shanahan that he could become if he goes on to win more Super Bowls. Because Andy Reid now, I I would say if you if you talk about the greatest coaches of all time, Andy Reid's probably top five. Oh, he's in there and he's so, chasing down Belichick. Right. By the way, there's a not insignificant amount of people that think that if he wins, he'll retire. Which yeah. if I was Andy Reid, dude, why? Like, yeah. I mean, I get coaching is a hard, hard life, but that's part of why I wanted to write this because uh, B Mills, 1987. I love this comment. He says the game swings Shanahan's legacy. He wins. He solidifies himself as one of the best in the sport. He loses. He remains the guy who can't get over the hump. And, and we do that a lot. And I'm, I'm guilty of it also. Like if Kyle Shanahan loses, people are going to just totally discount everything and just say, well, he can't win the Super Bowl. He chokes in the big games, all that stuff. He is an amazing head coach, one of the best that the 49ers have ever had and one of the best that the sport has seen in an incredibly long time. And that doesn't change regardless of the outcome of Sunday or the Super Bowl Sunday. No, but he he is right. Shanahan's legacy is on the line with this. He won't just solidify himself as one of the best in the sport. I think it will become like a no-brainer. He's He's the best head coach in the NFL currently. If he wins the Super Bowl, because Ooh. he does, it's easy to argue he does more than any other co- head coach. We know about what he does with the defensive adjustments. He's huge in that, but he also 
designs and calls all his the entire offense. Andy Reid doesn't make play calls, hasn't for a while now. You know what I mean? So I feel like he does more than other coaches, and they'll be seen as that because he's lost so many assistants now that if he wins, they'll be, see, he lost all these people to head coaching positions, and it didn't matter. That's how good he is. That isn't, that's a huge part of it. Like his coaching tree is spread out across the entire NFL. His offense is spread out across the NFL. He's losing staff members left, right, and center. And I think everybody pretty much universally agrees this year, 11, this is the best offense Shanahan's ever had with the 49ers. So that is a testament to him and what he's accomplished and how he's continuing to evolve and tweak things to stay ahead of defenses. Right. Like this is Kyle Shanahan getting the quarterback who sees the offense the way he sees it. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, he didn't see things the same way. And there were multiple times that we saw one of them, usually Kyle, complaining about something along those lines that they just didn't see things the same way. Brock sees things the exact same way Kyle does. And that allows you to get that synergy and allow you to make play calls knowing what the quarterback is going to do if he sees something else. You know, I'm sure there are times that Kyle has called like a really aggressive play call, but it's only to run it if you see certain coverage pre-snap. Otherwise, get out of it and go to something else. He would never do that with Jimmy. Because Jimmy wouldn't change the play. Well, Jimmy can't. Yeah, Jimmy's problem is he can't diagnose a defense. Uh, I want to get to this comment, which DJC2X says, ironic, because I remember Rob calling for Kyle Shanahan's head a few years back. No, you don't, DJ, because I have never, ever called for Kyle Shanahan to be fired, ever. No, you're you're misremembering. It is not me. I have criticized Kyle in the past. Absolutely. Have I criticized him? Yes. And if he does stupid things in the Super Bowl, I will criticize him again. I don't want him to be fired. I've always said there is nobody else in the NFL I'd want coaching this team than Kyle Shanahan. So you're you're misremembering it or you're you're thinking of somebody else because I have never said that. And neither of you, Levin. It, it's it's a misnomer. It's one of those things like we have talked about if this happens. Kyle should be fired or this happened. I wouldn't be truly upset that we should start talking about it. We should put him on the hot seat. I made that argument a couple of years ago. Yeah, you've said Kyle should be on the hot seat going into next year. And it was over the bringing back Jimmy. It's like, okay, if you're going to bring him back and stunt somebody else's growth and it doesn't work out, then that should come back on you. But that doesn't mean that we wanted him fired. There's a huge difference between those two, but you know, memory is memory. So you hear there's the possibility we want somebody fired two years later. You might think, Oh, they said that memory is a tricky thing like that. And I know that people probably listen to multiple podcasts and Niner shows. And so it sometimes it can blur together, but I just want for the record, I just want it stated that I've never called for Kyle Shanahan to be fired ever. Charlene Crossley says there has been three straight head coach hires off the Shanahan tree and still three straight NFC championship game appearances. He's freaking good, man. And hiring and replacing coaches is a skill too. And it appears that Kyle Shanahan has it. I mean, hell they had, uh, um, Brian greasy. And was it one of the Kubiaks that interviewed for head for other positions? Yeah. Offensive coordinator positions. Yeah. They're still raiding this staff or trying to raid the staff, which by the way, uh, Dan Quinn got hired by the commanders. 
today. So he's going with Adam Peters yeah. in Washington. So Dallas will have a new defensive. I, I'll say this about Brian Greasy. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets the title of offensive coordinator like Mike McDaniels did, because it, it's a twofold thing. Greasy gets a promotion. He becomes more attractive to bigger head coaching jobs. But Kyle gets the ability to deny him offensive coordinator position. Uh, actually, no, sorry. I am completely wrong because they changed the rule. It used to be if you had offensive coordinator as a title, they wouldn't know, you could deny them other offensive coordinator positions, but they changed the rule. You have to call Maybe plays. specifically because of Kyle doing it, <laughs> you have to call plays. You have to call a majority of plays for that team. Otherwise, they cannot deny you. I don't know how they enforce that. that, though. Like, how do they, like... They know who calls the plays. But do they know? Ah, whatever. Uh, James Welsh says, the truth is that no one cares what you did unless you won. That's a football fact. I can give you a list of coaches who changed the game indelibly, but only football historians would remember. I do agree. And honestly, even if you win, you know, given a period of time, everything sort of falls away. Like nobody talks about Johnny Unitas when they mention the greatest quarterbacks of all time, because it's been a million years since he played, you know, like time does do that. And so if you don't win and you don't have the rings, that sort of slippage occurs faster exactly like it's a legacy for a reason the legacy lasts forever you could argue that unitas had a legacy but his legacy was passing records once they were broken that's when he started to fade into memory we're so close we're so close love it oh my god i can't take it anymore i uh. i'm trying not to get to that stage because i got three days of work before i can leave right so I've, I mean, this is literally all I have been thinking about and I'm trying to remember how I feel or how I felt in 2019 before that Super Bowl. And am I more scared this year or more anxious or more confident or trying to compare the two? I knew Mahomes. I thought they were going to win in 2019. I thought we, Mahomes is really good, but we have the better team that I, I was confident that the defense was going to be able to slow down Mahomes. And obviously I was wrong. Ultimately this year, it's such a different chiefs team. And I, because of what we've been through with losing the super bowl in 2019 and losing it in 2012 and getting to the NFC championship game and losing some of those, I almost, I don't care about the stats. I don't care about who's the better team. All I care about is that they win. Like, I don't even want to look at numbers and stuff because none of it matters because we've seen the 49ers have the better team and lose. So now just win baby to quote Al Davis. Yeah, uh, I think we've become a little jaded of a fan base because you went through the horrendously bad, worse than the Raiders at the time stretch. Uh, <laughs> what would that be? 20, uh, 2004 to the Harbaugh years in 2011. So you yep. had like a seven, eight year stretch. that was just horrendous, horrendously bad. And then immediately after the Harbaugh years, it went to horrendously bad again. And now you've had the kind of... Kyle Shanahan era of being so close, but never getting over the hump, just like Harbaugh. So you've had like this back and forth of we're either really, really bad or we're really good, but we can't <laughs> win the big one. And I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I feel like we've become jaded because of that. It's like, all right, I'll believe it when I see it. That's how I am when it comes to the Super Bowl title. I'll believe we won one when we win one. Like I'm not, I, people have been asking me all week, Oh, who do you think is going to win? What are your thoughts on the game? And it's like, I don't, I don't really want to talk about it because <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think these teams are pretty even Mahomes makes up for a lot of the problems. Yes. 
in my opinion, if these two teams played 10 times, it's probably the Niners win six. But I could see it being five and five. Like, this is a very, I think, even matchup. The things that the Niners are better on is all fine and good. The problem is Mahomes is Mahomes. Like, he is GOAT-level quarterbacking. So that's the great equalizer. Dave184 Infantry says, I want to win so bad, but I'm scared bleepless of Mahomes and Spagnolo. I rewatched, this is, you know, just the masochist that I am. I rewatched the highlights from Super Bowl 54. <laughs> I haven't watched it at all. I will turn it if it comes on. Are you serious? Oh, I watch that. I, yeah. I know. This is one of the things we might have problems with because <laughs> I, I have a feeling you're going to want to watch stuff when we're back in the hotel room. And yeah. Like, Get that off. I don't want those memories. In 2012, I watched the Super Bowl highlights once a week for at least a year. I watched them. And every time I watched them, I thought the 49ers were going to win. After Frank Gore breaks off that run at the end, I watched them. I've watched the 2019 highlights relentlessly. I watched them again last night. The 49ers moved the ball okay. It was still Steve Spagnuolo in 2019. So, like, it's not like Kyle has no experience going up against him. So I feel like they'll find ways to move the ball. I'm not totally worried about that. And if I was Kyle, I what I would tell him is 23 and 19 over and over and over and over and over again, because I don't care what kind of scheme Steve Spagnolo comes up with. Those guys are good enough to just do it themselves. And the more you put the ball in their hands, the better off you're going to be. And you increase the chances of something crazy happening. And remember, Debo didn't touch the ball in the last like 20 minutes of Super Bowl 54. You that can't happen ever this Super Bowl Sunday. 23 and 19 forever. <laughs> uh, I, I don't care who gets the ball, just get the offense going. I feel like the only I don't I don't think the Chiefs are gonna score a bunch of points. I don't think it will be a shootout. For the Chiefs to win, they need a game like Baltimore. The Niners need to make some mistakes but it's going to be lower scoring because Kansas city is a defensive team this year. Their offense is limited, especially once you take away Kelsey, there's no, no other thing that works there. For me, if the Niners are able to put up points and get into the high twenties, low thirties, they win. I do not see the chiefs getting into the 30, 30 point range. So that's the key to me, get that offense going. If the offense is going, the chiefs will not be able to keep up. They will falter at some point. They might keep up for a quarter, a half, but they're not going to be able to do it consistently. There's a reason why Patrick Mahomes is only averaging six yard air yards per pass through the entire season. And that's still been the case in the playoffs. They put up zero points in the second half against Baltimore for a reason. They are a very limited offense. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're muted, bud. I, I just wanted to laugh a little bit first. Damn it. You're not wrong, but I just keep thinking like it's Mahomes and Andy Reid. I know. They're going to dial up some crazy stuff. They'll find ways to get open. I, yeah. You're not wrong. I just. I, I tweeted it out. If Kelsey's going off like he was early against Baltimore, put Ward on him. Put Charveris Ward, Mooney Ward, whatever you want to call him, on Kelsey. Take him away. Make some other uh, wide receiver win the game for them. Yeah. I'm sure other, you know, other teams have tried it. It's going to be a tall task for sure. James Welsh says, I have a feeling if they lose or even if they win, the 49ers will have significant regression next season. Hard to imagine just running it back again. Don't. Don't worry about that, James. That is don't. That all hinges on one thing, really. If Mahomes continues to progress, anybody that they lose this next offseason won't matter. If you got a legit quarterback, you you cover up a lot of problems. I can't think of anything beyond the game. Like, for example, the Seahawks hired Mike McDonald, the former Ravens defensive coordinator. And at first I was like, oh, you know, that's going to be a problem. And I'm like, why am I worrying about that? Why am I? I don't care if they lose every single game next year. If they win the Super Bowl, I'm good. Like, I I just can't look beyond anything. It's taken up my whole existence. You know, one thing I would love to see in the Super Bowl. What? Dress Frank Gore. Sign him. Get him dressed. If you're up late, put him in the game and give him a carry at the goal line. That would be hilarious. Um, but no. I would I mean, even be I'll, fine with signing Marshawn Lynch. Like, let both of them exercise their demons for not getting the ball. <laughs> the goal line. You know what, though? Honestly, like, if John Lynch was like, hey, Frank, do you want to play? He'd be like, yep, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the crazy part. Uh, Cynthia says, hi, Robin Levin. I'll look for you both in Vegas. I feel really good about this game. That'd be awesome, Cynthia. If you're there, come find us. Cynthia has been a huge supporter of us and me and the channel. She's a YouTube channel member. That would be fantastic. I would love to, if anybody is in Vegas and you see me walking around, please come up to us, say hi. I would love to meet you, take a picture, whatever you want to do. Like say howdy. (laughs) Have you looked at the map of Mandalay Bay, by the way? Yes. Why? I I thought we would be separated a little bit from the fan zone. So I'm kind of excited that we're like right there at the fan zone. Are you going to partake in the fan zone? I don't even know what the fan zone is. See, I went to the fan zone during the New Orleans one in Baltimore. It's kind of, it's a fun thing. They got different like activities and competitions going on, like that you can participate in, you know, like a, I don't know, accuracy throwing thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. That thing. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah, we I'm should, gonna, I was going to say, I'm going to drag your ass over there if you don't go. We should go and videotape it and stuff and put up videos. And yeah, I we'll just hope go. my arm holds up because I've had uh, that cubital syndrome in my elbow. So normally, like, my elbow hurts pretty much at all times. And if I try to throw something, like, I went to an arcade with my kid over Christmas when we were visiting the in-laws. And there was, like, a baseball throwing thing that rates your speed. And I threw once and my arm wanted to fall off. But I'll push through for... <laughs> My Super Bowl, it's just going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how I feel like doing a show every week with you. Nick Ellert, YouTube channel member, says, got news of a big bonus. Here is to you two for a great product and calibration with your listeners, readers, fans. Please 
have two beers on me. If you haven't had one, try Fat Tire beers, please. Yeah, Fat Tire is excellent. First of all, thank you, Nick. It's incredible that you're willing to share any of that with us. So appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but we should have a, a we'll have many beers, I imagine, next week, Levin. Yeah, uh, I'll probably have some beers. I'm, I don't know. I I like beer, but I also tend to just stick to Dicerano a lot of times. So we'll see. Aaron Rodriguez says drinks regardless. Put it that way. The 49ers should play Bad Blood by Taylor Swift in the Boombox entrance. Are they? They're going to do the Boombox for the Super Bowl, I would imagine, right? I mean, you yeah. got the Taylor that. Swift thing would be. I don't know if that would be good or bad. If you don't. <laughs> is it going to hype you up anymore? Probably not, because they're going to get hype. Is it right. going to potentially piss off the other team and hype them up, like you know, um, Tucker helmet out there and stuff? Possibly. So that might so, backfire on you. Yeah, that was hilarious. If anybody didn't see. Justin Tucker had his like equipment on the chief side of the field because kickers get to warm up and work out on both sides of the field and warm up so they can get a feel for the wind and all that stuff. And sort of the unwritten rule is that like, you don't put your crap near where the other team is. And apparently his stuff was right where Mahomes was warming up. And Tucker was kind of like looking at Kelsey, like, yeah, I'm leaving my stuff there. And Kelsey just picked it up and threw it out of the way. And uh, he said on his new Heights podcast, like, dude, we were so hyped up at that point in the game like at that point in the pregame that like we were not in a joking mood and you poked the bear and then of course you saw how they started that game mm-hmm. um i saw that kelsey did an interview with pat mcafee after the fact and he said if if justin tucker had missed the kick that made it a one score game he and mahomes were definitely getting 15 yard penalties for unsportsmanlike but tucker <laughs> made the kick so it didn't matter of course tucker made the yeah. kick i got pretty good saying 11 already coming up with excuses look I'm not worried about beating Rob in some kind of throwing competition or anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. I just might not rate very highly against like the overall leaderboard. Yeah. I don't think there's any danger of you setting the high score. I have a bum shoulder also, by the way. So you, oh, would yeah, yeah. Uh, how tall are you by the way? Cause you didn't want to answer it on the pod last week. But then we texted. <laughs> I'm five ten. My My wife got a good chuckle out of that text exchange. I, I asked him, how tall are you really? And he said, 5'10". And I said, I'm six foot. And Rob responded, and I'm going to quote it. <laughs> I'd like to beat you at one thing. I'm sure you will. I mean, demeanor, you, I'm sure you'll beat me at that. <laughs> James Welsh, of all the players in the 2012 and 2019 losses, which one would each of you have wished got their ring? Oh, it's Frank Gore. Yeah, for me, it's Gore or Staley. Those are sorry, the it's Frank Gore. I love Joe Staley, but it's Frank Gore. No Patrick Willis. I, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of players I wish could have gotten it, but Frank Gore is like it's Joe Montana, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, and Frank Gore. He's on the Mount Rushmore of 49ers. Ah, uh, no, he's not. Ah, uh, yes, he is. No, especially in today's age. Not. He's absolutely not on the on the Mount Rushmore of 49ers. He's the best running back of all time, and running back is a glory position. Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, Bill Walsh. That's your Mount Rushmore of 49ers, period. I, I'm talking about players only, but Bill Walsh would be on there if you go coaches. Yeah, Ronnie Lott might take, might take his spot. You got a point. If you take off Bill Walsh, it's Terrell Owens. It's not Frank Gore. T.O. is a better oh. wide receiver than Frank Gore was a running back. Frank Gore is the best all-time running back in team history 
Terrell right. Owens is not the best wide receiver in team history. Yeah, because they also had Jerry Rice. But T.O. is the second best receiver of all time. How many? How much did T.O. do with the 49ers? Like, he did a lot, but he also spent half his prime on other teams. That is true. Look, he, it's Steve Young and Terrell Owens in terms of my favorite players. I literally wore my uh, Terrell Owens jersey probably 2000 3000 times i still wear it i wore it for week 1 three so five, like five. <laughs> i'm not kidding i wore it every day like i would wear it every sunday and every monday for 6 years well that's what there's 52 weeks in i don't want to do the actual math but i'll take your word for it ryan alloy says the combo of our secondary safety play pass rush not winning consistently the referees for the game and oh patrick mahomes is terrifying yeah we haven't talked about that levin head referee yeah bill vinovich if you need a little refresher bill vinovich was the referee in super bowl 54 who called the pass interference on george kittle at the end of the first half who didn't call any holding penalties when the Chiefs were holding the hell out of Nick Bosa pretty much all game long. And Bill Vinovich was also the referee, by the way, in the Saints-Rams NFC Championship game and didn't call pass interference on that horrible play. That's Bill Vinovich, and he is back, Levin. So if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I tell the team, if I see blatant holding against Nick Bosa go uncalled, just be, be ready. Don't think I've lost my mind. I'm getting a 15-yard penalty. <laughs> I'm coming on that field, and I'm chewing him out on the field. I mean, you got to do it before the game, right? You got to go up to him on the field before the game and say, You owe us. Bill. Well, not only that, but, like, they're they're going to hold. My guys have been getting held all playoffs. And, look, the refs always hear this, but you still have to do it if you're Kyle Shanahan. You absolutely have to do it. You got to talk about it before the game. And we've seen the clips of Kyle go up to officials and say, on when the Niners are on offense, hey, watch 85 and white. He's going to go up and out, and they're going to hold him, and they're not going to let him. And then the guy throws the flag as soon as it happens. Guaranteed, Kyle's going to be working, and you have to. You have to do that. I'm sure the Chiefs will do it too, but you can't have another Super Bowl where Nick Bosa is just getting absolutely mauled, and it's not getting called. Uh, yeah, that, that you, you can't. If the same, the NFL should be involved. If the same ref misses a huge call huh. again that allows the chiefs to win. It's just not good PR. That's going to be a major storyline rather than celebrating the season of one team. It's going to be, why did they allow that same ref? This is a conspiracy. The NFL wanted the chiefs to win. You know, you get all of that and it has, you know, I won't personally believe it, but it has some legitimate things backing it up. Like why would you, of all the people you could have picked, why would you pick the same referee that made a really bad missed call that cost the team? I think they would say we picked the best refs. Right. That's what they would say, but nobody's going to listen to it. <laughs> well, that happens. What people listen to is a whole separate thing. Glass City, which quarterback will make more mistakes? Mahomes doesn't make mistakes in the postseason. Brock is still young and learning. This is his first Super Bowl. Their nerves and pressure will be there. That's a definite advantage for the Chiefs. This is Mahomes' fourth Super Bowl. Like, in he five knows years. Right. I mean, well, that whole thing is just insanity, but he's not going to be nervous. He's not going to be, he's not going to have any of that. And, and he's the more seasoned quarterback. He's much more experienced. He's seen a bunch of exotic defenses. That is a definite factor. That's another reason why I say get the damn ball to CMC and, and Debo. 
as quickly as possible because you can find ways to do that quickly without putting the ball in harm's way, without having to decipher complicated coverages. You can do it fast, you can do it quickly, and you can still gain significant yards and put up significant points. That's absolutely why that's my strategy. Just don't forget who you are. Don't pull the Ravens. The Ravens forgot who they are. And I, I it, it's still, there's no explanation for it. They were the top running team. They love to run the ball, even without Lamar. They faced a terrible running defense. And they had, I think it was, what, seven designed runs in that game. It was insane. Don't forget who you are. Run the ball. Stay committed. Yeah, I don't know why the, I mean, Travis Kelsey said on his podcast that we wanted to score quickly because we thought we could sort of make the Ravens like anxious about, oh my God, we need to score to keep up with them. And so maybe they wouldn't exactly run the ball. And it is exactly what happened. He's hundred percent right. Um, and the other thing for Brock too is because I think Steve Spagnuolo is going to dial up a bunch of exotic defenses and, and he's going to break tendencies because that's what he does. Yeah. He's excellent as a big game game planner. So the question for Brock, I think is going to be, what do you do when you don't know what to do? I had a math teacher. That was his favorite line because he always talked about how kids would get a math problem and see it and not know how to solve it right away and freak out. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when you're Brock Purdy and you get the ball and you drop back and you think it's cover two and it's something else? It's man, it's quarter, whatever the case may be. What do you, you do? run for 20 yards. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Maybe that's what he does. Maybe in his head, that's what he defaults to. Like, hey, I'll just run and pick up whatever I can, and then we'll figure it out. We'll live to play another down, and hopefully, you know, it's it, the picture is clearer on the next play. If the NFC Championship game was a glimpse of what is to come, boy, the Niners are in a good spot because that was something we've complained about with Purdy. Like, he doesn't give up on the play fast enough. Like, I understand not giving up the play on the play but if you see 10 yards in front of you and it's third and six, give up on the damn play and go get the first down. <laughs> and we saw that change in the second half. So if that's like the new thing with him, like he's going to go to an, another level where, all right, even when the play's not there, I don't have to be Superman back here to get a pass completion. I can run for it too, which makes the defense have to account for that, which then makes it easier to find holes in that defense when passing. It has a crescendo effect. You know, everything falls in line when you're scrambling. That's why, like, Mahomes isn't a phenomenal runner. He just knows when to run. Like, he, he's very good at diagnosing, all right, I can run and get this first down, so I'm going to do it now. And that makes the defense respect it, and it has a huge effect on everything else. You mean a cascading effect? Cascading. What did I say? Crescendo. No, I thought I said cascading, so. That's a different thing. Yes. Uh, Crescendo is what we ha hope happens for the 49ers uh, a week and a half from now. Shout out to King, YouTube channel member who has gifted five Gold Standard Podcast Network memberships. That is very, very cool of you, King. I love that. I love this community. So anytime we can expand the community, I'm all for it. Again, if you want to become a YouTube channel member, it's less than $3 a month. If you want early access to 49ers and five or five minute news update that we drop every weekday morning, uh, you pay $4 a month and you get that uh, as well. King also says, stats, did you show Levin the Woody Crocs? Apparently there are Woody Crocs. I'm trying to find the picture so I can show everybody, but he did send it to me. Um, apparently there's just a lot of Woody apparel out there that I was not aware of, and people are sending it to me now, and it's all your fault. 
<laughs> and people are making great Photoshop edits and tweeting them at us. Yeah, I'm disturbed at how easily my face fits right on top of Woody. You do look like Woody. Like, there's a reason. It wasn't just your shirt. Like, you do have a similar facial structure and hair to Woody. I have a similar facial structure and hair to a toy cowboy, a fictional toy cowboy. Yeah. That's uh, all I'm going to say is we're in Vegas. So if we walk past like a costume shop and there's a Woody costume sitting there, that's your size. I, I'm spending some money. <laughs> You've already I'm making that happen. You've already been spending some money. Levin got a new suit for the trip, a new suit, not, not anything fancy. It's literally an unfancy suit so that I can be comfortable while wearing it. I'm not wearing a suit. I'm bringing, some I might wear a suit. If we go out, I might not. It's one of those things like, I don't know what, what's happening. You know, we might get invited out and never... I want to wear a suit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't plan to wear a suit, but there's a, a very good ch- chance. How do I have a Buzz Lightyear head? Clissard49 says, Levin has Buzz Lightyear's head. Yes, yeah. around. If you had that little thing on your chin, you could be Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And Clissard says, he even looks like Tim Allen himself. Kinda. Sure, whatever. I kind of do see it. Dave 184 Infantry says, Stats is not Woody. We love you, Rob, but I love Levin more. Well, that started off like a good comment. No, no, no. If you loved me more, he would be Woody. I See, I I don't like the end of that comment, Dave. You had me in the first half, (laughs) as George Kittle said a billion times. By the way, have you seen um, the the behind-the-scenes footage? First of all, did you watch 49ers and 5 this morning? This morning? No. No, of course not. This morning, he says, like you ever watch 49ers. What's the last 49ers and five you actually watched? Watch? Okay. Or listen to. I w- okay, or listen to. I listened to one last week, but that was the first one in a while. <laughs> I don't listen to 49ers and five because, one, I pretty much find everything myself and read tons of news myself. Two, if it's big enough, you usually text me. Did you see this? Did you see that? And so then I got. I've already. I already know about it. Um, well, if you listen to it or watch it, you'll see, uh, there's a clip in there from inside the NFL and it's Bosa talking with Brock after the game. Did you see that clip? Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, Bosa is, it's just Brock and Nick Bosa in the locker room. Like, it's not like, you know, addressing the team or anything like that. They're just having a conversation and Bosa says to him, did you always believe you were going to be this good? And without blinking, Brock Purdy says, Honestly, I think I could be better. I love that so damn much. And Bosa follows it up with like, did you ever n- lose confidence? How much confidence do you have? He said, I was the number two overall pick and I lost confidence at certain times. And Brock literally doesn't know how to respond to him. He doesn't actually give a response. He just says like, he just kind of makes a noise and then they hug in the locker room. Like, I don't think it ever occurred to Brock to not have confidence. I think he has the perfect attitude and mindset to go and beat Mahomes. I don't think he's thinking, oh my God, it's Patrick Mahomes. And what am I going to do? I think he's like, I'm Brock Purdy. I'm really good. And watch me go win the damn Super Bowl. Uh, let's hope. That's all. That's all I got to say. Let's hope he has the perfect mindset to go out and beat Mahomes. Because I don't want to be that team. I don't want to be the team that loses to the same uh, team in the Super Bowl. Like, you don't want to be the Cincinnati Bengals in the 80s, losing to the Niners twice. Or the, or the Bills with the Cowboys. Right. 
Yeah, that's I can't do it, man. And it'd be so weird too because the jerseys are going to be the same, and yeah. the ref is the same, and the yeah. coaches are the same. It would be so weird. Like, ah, uh, it's just going to be deja vu. I wonder if the players are gonna do that. You know what my favorite factoid is about the Super Bowl, though? Oh boy, here we go. No, this is a real factoid that you'll probably laugh at. Okay. The winner of this game will be the first playoff winner of a playoff game in Allegiant Stadium history. <laughs> well, yeah. Two of the least favorite teams for Raider fans are playing for the right to be the, the first official playoff win in that building. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Sentinels football channel says, can you guys talk about the color of the gloves the Chiefs wore to hide their holding penalties? Travis Kelsey admitted it in an interview with Julian Edelman. I don't think that's a new phenomenon. No, that's Um, very common. There's been other players that have talked about that before, that they will purposely wear the uh, gloves that that are as close as they can legally get to matching their opponents. Because you can get away with stuff. Uh, That is 100% true. Um, I'm be shocked to see a lot of players in Chiefs will be in white gloves. Niners will be in red gloves. Yeah, the the Chiefs sort of have the advantage there, though, because the Niners are not going to wear chief colored gloves like they have that specific red. But white is white. So the Chiefs can just throw on the white gloves. And and honestly, I think they're going to need it because I think Nick Bosa is going to be. I really like what I saw from Nick Bosa. The fact that he sacked Goff twice, didn't celebrate like he's very aware that he has not been the same player recently in the playoffs than he was early on in the playoffs. Agreed. I'll be very interested to see how the 49ers decide to defend because obviously the defense was a problem in the NFC championship game. But if you play zone against this team, like that's Kelsey and Mahomes, Brent, if you play zone, they will beat you. So I'm guessing, man, do they blitz? Do they try to come after Mahomes? Do they sit back in coverage? How do they approach this? Do they dare the Chiefs to take it out of Mahomes' hand? Like, I could see that being a game plan of, all right, give it to Pacheco. Run the ball. We will let you run the ball. Take it out of Mahomes' hands and try to beat us. Try to keep pace with us running the ball. I don't know that letting them run the ball is the the way. I'm not saying it would work. I'm just saying I could see them coming with that strategy of we're going to sit back in a deeper coverage, seven guys every time. And if you want to run the ball against those looks, go for it. I feel like every time the 49ers get in trouble, it's because they played soft zone coverage and they don't go to man coverage. Like I they, feel like they don't do always... aggressive. They don't stay aggressive. This is yeah. a defense that thrives on being aggressive and coming to punch you in the mouth. Like this is this is an, a defense 
they want to go in and it's like two featherweights in a boxing match, if you get my reference. Like they're not heavyweights. Heavyweights, they come out, they play defense because they can't take the hit because it's such a strong hit. You get one clean hit, the guy's down. Featherweights, they can come out and there's no defense. They're just going toe to toe because neither one of them have a the punch to knock the other one out, but they just sit and have a slugfest where they go at it. That's the Niners mentality of a defense. They want to come in and have a slugfest where they just start throwing haymakers left and right. Aaron Rodriguez says, this is, is this Christian McCaffrey and Trent's first Super Bowl appearance? Yes, it is. Uh, those two guys, we definitely would like to see get a ring. Um, also, where's the other comment? I, somebody had a comment about Chase Young. There it is. Cosmo says we need Chase Young to wake up. There was a behind-the-scenes clip of George Kittle where he goes up to Chase Young, and he's like, he's either grabbing him or he's like hitting him in the shoulder pads, and he's like, I need the best version of you right now. And I love that Kittle did that because I feel like sometimes Chase Young, like, his focus seems to waver in some of these games. And, like, we know he has the physical ability. He was a high draft pick for a reason. He was a defensive rookie of the year for a reason. I don't know why he seems to not have the intensity all the time, especially in the playoffs in a contract year. But man, whatever you got to do to get the most out of that guy, because he'll make such a difference, Levin, if we get a motivated and intense and focused Chase Young. If that defensive line can finally be what they were supposed to be, you know, Armstead, Kinlaw, Hargrave on the interior, Chase Young, Randy Gregory, and Nick Bosa on the outside. If those six guys can be difference makers and just dominate that line of scrimmage, it's over. And that's what they were signed to do. Yes. You know, they're all highly drafted or highly signed guys. I agree. And we saw in critical plays, they were that. On the second, fourth down that the Lions had, if you go look at that play, Bosa gets double teamed. Every other defensive lineman wins. Chase Young wins. Javon Hargrave wins. Eric Armstead wins. And they flush Goff out of the pocket. And he had a guy open over the middle of the field, but he couldn't see or make the throw to that guy because he was under that pressure. So when they are that, it makes the Niners defense so, so much better. And they can't, there's no reason why they can't be. There is no reason for it. And damn. Do we need it just for one freaking game? Just one game, put it together, get back to being that team that we saw against the Cowboys and we saw against the Eagles. They only need to summon that up for one game, Levin, and we win a championship. Just don't lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a fun time. You know, if like, like it, it will change. Like put it this way, this next week that we're going to have, it's going to be, you know, great memories. I'm not going to quite go time of my life, but it's going to be like a true one of once in a lifetime type of experience. Mm -hmm. If the Niners lose, those memories are going to get warped to me because I will look back on them and it'll be like one of those things where I go, oh, yeah, that was great. Oh, but we lost. And it'll just be like it will bring back the memory of the loss. And so those memories will be like type of memories that like I protect myself against. Yeah, you are not an appreciate the journey guy. You, we've talked about this no. with other Super Bowl losses that the 49ers have had. You are not because it's always that memory for you is in the end result, right? Determines everything for me. If they don't end up winning the Super Bowl, it's like I don't want to remember that stuff. Now, you get certain distance away from certain things, 
that's a little bit different. Like, like the uh, Alex Smith run against the Saints in the playoffs to win that game. That's a very fond memory, but that's because it's not the Super Bowl itself. And they won that game too. Right. If they lost that game, it's different. Uh, JJ00 on Twitch says, I need this, guys. I don't know if I can handle another Super Bowl loss. I need it. You are all of us, JJ00. Three Super Bowl losses in like, what, what would be 11, 12 years? Devastating for sure. Uh, hey, Dave, eight one eight four infantry. Yeah. Fist pump. You get the fist pump for becoming a new YouTube channel member. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you to all of you for all the support you have given us. We have a special announcement, by the way, just before the show began. Our YouTube channel cracked three million views, which is insane because it has only existed for a year. We went over 3 million views on the channel. If you're new to the channel, please like and subscribe. I promise we won't let you down. But that's incredible support from this community, Levin. Yeah, I think it was nine months to get the first million, two and a half months to get the second million, and 21 days to get the third million. That's unbelievable to me. I had no idea. Infinity and beyond, right? Yeah, Buzz. I had no idea. That when I started this, when I was scrambling around after getting laid off last January, you know, just trying to do any, get a platform somewhere for, to have the audience because I knew so many people wanted to listen because of where the 49ers were in the season. If you told me we were going to get 3 million views in the first year and almost 10,000 subscribers, we're so close to 10,000 subscribers, by the way, I never would have believed you. Like, that is not normal. This is where we differ. This is where, like, we flip the script. I think I'm more of a pessimistic fan than you. And I'm a wet blanket, right? Yes. But when it came to this stuff in the background, like I'm the one that's constantly encouraging you because you're the one that's always like, well, what if it doesn't happen? You know, you're always the one that's like worried about what could happen negatively and a little more pessimistic. And I'm the one that's like, look, these are my projections. I think this (laughs) is a safe bet. You know, we could end up here, but these are the safe bets. And I, I, I feel like, we're different when it comes to like the business side, which part of that is also the fact that like, this isn't my livelihood on the line. So you right. got a lot more stakes on the line than I do. Yeah. I always, you know, plan for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. Like, But little- I did tell you right off the bat, I was like, I said, I think if we, if we get through a season and there's a good, it's a good playoff season, this thing will work and be your full-time job. It's whether or not you can survive monetarily until it gets to that point. And luckily you did, because I think now we're at the point where, yeah, you can make ends meet. Well, thank you. Thank you. I could never do that without you, Levin, and all your help and every all our hosts here on the Gold Standard Podcast Network and so many other people. And thank you to the Fans First Sports Network as well for hooking us up and helping us get to Vegas. Um, I just I'm in, just blown away by the support. And I just want to say thank you to everybody. I promise you, I will never take it for granted. And we will earn your time and your subscriptions. Just give us a chance. I promise we won't let you down. Levin, the next time I see you, I will be able to actually shake your hand. And I am very much looking forward to that. Yeah, you'll actually be able to like touch me and know that I'm real. I haven't just been like an AI avatar this whole time. I'm not convinced you're not a cyborg, but we'll figure that out when we get to Vegas. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.